10 alerts coming every 4 hours now we probably have 70 80 alerts coming every 4 hours i think our company is so well drilled now in this routine of looking at alerts the company culture that any game that launches you have to get data pipelines ready you have to get alerts ready even before the game is out in a way that's also a very i see a very big issue in a lot of companies where people are heartbroken kyunki unka path nahi jeeta in an experiment User engagement and retention is a crucial but least understood aspect of a growing a successful business. We are here to change that. Hi, this is Ankur. Join me as I dive into conversation with the best and brightest minds in user engagement to help you navigate the why, what and how of this subject. Hi, good morning. Welcome to yet another episode of the State of Retention Marketing. I'm very excited to be having this conversation with Bharat today. I've known him for almost 10 years and uh, somebody I highly respect as a very sophisticated marketer, a very sophisticated guy in terms of data and retention practices. There's an insane amount I expect to learn today from this conversation. Thank you so much for doing this Bharat. But uh, you know just to get everyone started, I of course know you well, but just for the audience's uh, expectation, be great if you can do a quick introduction. Yeah, so I started like Food Panda was my first company, so still still love it to bits. although it's not there anymore but uh, but i started my journey as a sales guy at food panda did sales for 6 months uh, and suddenly someone resigned in the marketing team and the founders realized that i have a mba in marketing so they called me up and said ki acha why don't you join the marketing team so it was as unplanned as as it was uh, started out with i think email as a channel email used to be big back then started out with email as a channel got sms got uh, app marketing because app was uh, very hot at that time then someone resigned from the affiliate marketing side so got affiliate also uh, and slowly and steadily i realized that okay it's it's something that i like doing uh, it is very it is very good in in the early parts of your career to understand that okay this is what you like doing so i've been very lucky in that aspect uh and then uh, food panda berlin happened with you uh, so for those who like who don't know uh, ankur and me we go back a long way as ankur said but i was uh, working with ankur uh, in berlin ankur was like thanks to you you made me feel at home in berlin uh, although ankur is pure veg and i'm pure non veg <laughs> but uh, we've had good lunches and and meals together but yeah uh, the role i think that was the role where i realized the kind of maturity that you can get into while doing digital marketing because before that it was all it was not all but 90% of it was brute force mm. that this works this does not work where is the documentation where are the ab tests where are the processes uh, what we used to focus on initially was that okay which is the emailer which is getting a higher ctr which is uh, which is a good creative but then what happens after that once you've landed a good subject line you've landed a good ctr what happens after that so i think that maturity came in while we were working together uh where we had all those automated journeys which we could talk about later sure uh yeah and that happened uh, i realized that crm is something that it that i really crm was back then i think it wasn't called retention retention per se it was just called crm yeah uh then uh, 
got an opportunity back in India. I had to come back due to family reasons, but uh, got an opportunity to lead gaming uh, marketing for a gaming company. Um, did that, did that for one and a half years. Uh, realized that gaming is a space which is very exciting. But 2015 was pre-geo, pre-UPI. So there was not a lot of money coming into the system and no revenues per se. Although we, like we had one of the top grossing games in India. But still, so then I uh, got an opportunity at Footman, uh, at Paytm. Uh, was really kicked about joining a company which is changing the direction of how India transacts, which is great. Uh, went to Paytm for a year. Um, did whatever I could in the short span of time. But uh, then generally, like in the back of my mind, I always wanted to go back to gaming because I suddenly found that gaming as a space is so exciting. Um, and real money gaming per se, because you have the game, which is your product. You also have finance, and uh, which is transactions. And you also have core engagement, core retention, because that is how good gaming companies make money. So then I realized maybe Jungli is the right step in the career. I think I called you also when I was making that decision. So uh, yeah, and now it's been five years, all about to complete five years in May. So it's been a, it's been a good journey. Thankfully, things have fallen into place when I look back. All the decisions have come out well. Yeah, and I hope this continues. Very cool, right? So let's, you know, maybe zoom in a little bit on the five years at Jungli that has been. So in terms of the maturity curve of how your user engagement and retention back then was and how it is now. Obviously, mm -hmm. it's a long journey that's been crossed, yeah. right? And, you know, what I would love for you to break it down into the key phases and the key milestones in your opinion, which mm -hmm. were uh, the step-ups in your evolutions, mm -hmm. let's say. So I think, look, I look at it from a people, data, and uh, automation perspective, let's say. So from a people perspective, I think, uh, so we've always been a very data-driven company. I joined in 2018 and there were already a lot of hygiene which was in place. Hygiene in terms of the, so we use Tableau as a, as a data visualization tool. So Tableau was in place, which is great. Uh, we were not relying on GDocs and Excel files anymore. Um, we had alerts in place, which meant that, okay, if you're seeing a drop in the last four hours, there will be an alert that will come that will when you drop. So the entire company would, would, would start coming into action and figuring out and not let it be like a one week problem. It would be a problem that was dealt on that day. So a lot of hygiene was covered. Um, what we realized was that uh, because we started our data journey very late, uh, we only had four people in the data science team, data science analytics team uh, when I came in. What we slowly and suddenly realized that they became the bottleneck for every problem to be resolved. And hence what we decided was, okay, then we'll have analysts in marketing teams, we'll have analysts in product teams, which is, I think, now the power for every marketing and yeah, What would be very helpful, Bharat, is if you can tell me what the scale of ops was back then when you started out. Because yeah. corresponding to that, you had a bunch of hygiene factors sorted. Yeah. But that happened already before you came in, which means the company already knew that this has to happen. Yeah. But what was the size and scale in any uh, kind of metric? Maybe just the number of employees or revenue. If you're yeah, yeah. so I joined when there were 24 people in the marketing team and there were 110, 115 employees overall. Um, out of 100 people, there were four people in the data team. Um, I think 10, 10 people in the product team. Um, and a lot of it was just tech and uh, and CX, which is customer mm -hmm. experience. Because we've been, thankfully, the basics of the company were sorted when I came in. Sure. Uh, 
the goal was how do we mature as a company how do we mature our processes as a company how do we mature how we are collecting that information and deriving insights so mm. we knew i think i think now i'll be able to tell you better we knew why things we knew what is going down in terms of metrics so is my revenue going down so if revenue is going down are people playing less are people playing for less money etc so those basics were sorted that we knew what was going down the maturity had to come in to say that why is this going down mm. if there is a drop in a certain cohort then why is that cohort going down um, i think that is the journey that we've tried to traverse from 2018 to now is that a lot of people in the company now start have started asking a question of why is certain things going down so for for people who come so for people who have 10 years of experience and still come to jungle they find it very hard to answer that question he is why is certain because i think in a lot of companies what happens is is that people stop at what is going now mm. and then you do a discount and then you do something etc etc and something you work and something don't but then understanding the why is i think still a work in progress because uh, you don't get the right answer all the time and you sometimes end up getting the right answer so i think that is where the maturity now is in terms mm. of understanding why it is going down um from a data perspective again we had alerts but now we had let's say 10 alerts coming every 4 hours now we probably have 70 80 alerts coming every 4 hours which means every cohort there is an alert for every cohort so by cohort i mean is we divide people into um, very basics would be lifetime revenue but then you would also want to see the velocity of the revenue which is revenue in the last 30 days revenue in the last 90 days so there are certain cohorts for that what we also see is the age of people in the system which is uh, if someone is a two year is a two year old player with us or a five year old player with us how are they behaving differently you'll also look at uh, platform level data so you'll also look at um, game level data game variant level data so there are multiple cohorts in which we've segmented the single customer now the challenge is because you have multiple cohorts is the customer is one customer who's a power user coming in seven seven cohorts and getting seven notifications in a day so that is the challenge that is the beauty of making multiple cohorts is that you go very granular but the challenge is how do you not spam the user mm. and uh, so that's where we are working on a lot of cadence uh, building mechanisms a lot of processes around who to send what to send when to send if to send at all or not uh, i think that's a bigger that's a bigger concern i think all of com- all companies have gone through that process where they've realized that okay maybe sending 10 notifications a day is not helpful mm-hmm. uh, it is very counterintuitive when you look it is very intuitive when you look when you are the user because you don't want to receive 10 notifications in a day but it is very counterintuitive when you look at data because every notification you send you end up getting some value out of it so now the goal is to understand if you want to send 1000 notifications or million notifications or 100 notifications what is the exact number so that is the like that is now the debate internally so that is the level of maturity that we've gone in we are in we are also looking at stopping user triggered journeys which is if you fallen in the funnel somewhere should i send you a notification or not because ultimately we've had so many automated journeys that we're now sending 10 automated journeys which are user triggered events so maybe the user is is happy with it because it's user triggered but maybe he's not happy because there are 10 notification that he's getting so 
that's that's kind of the conversation right now from a data from a personalization you perspective drill a lot deeper into some of these things yeah, which yeah, is just yeah. so casually you said there's some 70 or 80 odd alerts that come every 4 hours yeah, yeah, something yeah, like that yeah. which means the number of potential error points is much larger because not everything is going to fall all of a sudden so you mm-hmm. have like i don't know maybe a few hundred things which are being monitored and out yeah. of which 40 50 70 kind of raise alerts every few hours but don't get Haan, which are not yeah, which yeah. don't get looked at so what happens now. is what happens is uh, See now we've also now started categorizing alerts into red, sure. amber, green, hmm. and red also. How red is the alert? Um, is it one standard deviation off? Is it five standard deviations off? Is it two standard deviations sure. off? The problem with multiple alerts is that then there is a lack of ownership that comes in. Sure, because people get ten alerts in a day. It's just an email Which in the exactly mailbox. Which is exactly why I was going to go to the full four. Uh, your seven, eight alerts to seventy, eighty alerts are yeah, journey. Yeah, yeah. At what point? How did this scale out? And you know yeah. because. The same thing happens with segmentation, right? You go too deep, you have too many segments to now. Exactly. So how do you exactly. deal with them differently? Yeah. So now what happens, and what happened in 2019 was that we realized that okay, we're probably sending too many alerts to a handful of people. Hmm. Now, an alert for a week. And is an alert to the customer or is it an alert internally to the internally, team to monitor? Internally, internally to hmm. product teams, to marketing teams, to BI teams, to CX teams, whoever is responsible for the alert. But for a week, you are excited about the alert. For a month, you look into it, but after a month, it becomes an email, yeah. which automatically goes into some folder that you marked for the alert, sure. or a label under your Gmail inbox. Uh, so then, what we decided was, okay, this is not helping because now no one is looking into it, assuming that others will look into it. So then we figured out a matrix where we said that, okay, no, these are five people who own the alert, and these are five people who have oversight of the alert, so that even if the owner is not looking at the 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 some someone who has an oversight is looking into it and then says finally like the department head who is responsible for the alert it fixed things in a lot of ways because now everyone knew that they only have to look at five alerts and yeah. not all 70 sure so it kind of fixed that hmm. but what happens is as you mature as a business you start figuring out more cohorts more cohorts means more alerts so then every year there is an exercise to say that okay now these cohorts and segmentations are not relevant anymore so let's remove them Watch them and now let's have these five cohorts which are very important so that's a that's an activity i think which will never stop so do you like cap out okay, okay this is the number of things we we'll look at because if you want to add yeah, five yeah, yeah, remove yeah. five yeah 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 so we do that and the thing is earlier we were just a one product led company mm-hmm. uh, company which was jungle rummy now we've launched house art which is a fantasy product um, we've also launched poker very recently and we will we keep on launching games and if they don't work we keep on stopping them but mm-hmm. so now the goal is okay um, for people who have multiple product level ownerships how can we make life easier for them so then you have analyst with them who are responsible for alerts now but i think our company is so well drilled now in this routine of looking at alerts and also responding to them hmm. that it's kind of become part of the company culture that any game that launches you have to get data pipelines ready you have to get alerts ready even before the game is out in a way sure. so it's just become uh, for people who looking at it from an outside perspective would be like yeah like these are just a lot of alerts you humanly cannot deal with them sure but it's just become very organic in the way that we look at data now so now alerts are a way of not even opening tableau reports because if you're there in the system for a long time you look at four five alerts and you understand the pattern hmm. completely 
so you so it's is kind of also help us in reducing time that goes into an analysis you know the same sky is quite obsessive in terms of the way uh, the whole alert mechanism is mm-hmm. ingrained into the entire broad company culture you mentioned mm-hmm. variety of stakeholders within the company but do you think this is a let's say table stakes now across the ecosystem because you've seen payments you've seen food you've seen different yeah. industries is everyone equally obsessive or is this you know unusual and unique to gaming i th- i would say it is unusual and unique to gaming mm-hmm. because and again but i could be i could be biased because i've now worked in industry for 5 yeah. years and i don't know what's going on let's say at a zomato or a swiggy but from a lot of people that we interview uh, it's not the case hmm. there is a company value that we have that we obsess with data but it's somewhere either top down driven or you've seen the revenue impact of all of this right we've i mean seen, why would you seen, not we've seen the revenue impact of all of this because see what could what would happen is and i think from a maturity standpoint 2018 2016 15 a lot of problems that would come to you as a marketer would get solved by doing marketing interventions but now it is not the case anymore because now everyone solved those basic problems sure which is acha chalo journey bhej de ya you had uh, an app showing something or you had flash sales or you had this or that etc or you had certain level of personalization which is name which is location etc etc but now a lot of problems that come to marketing don't have a marketing only solution mm. so you have a solution which is bi led you have a solu- we have a solution which is data led you have a solution which is product led you have a solution which is product marketing led could you be would you be in position to share some examples so for example let's say i uh, as an acquisition let's say as an acquisition guy uh, i'm spending x amount of rupees to get people to download the game and then play on the platform now let's say my um, cac is increasing a very basic example now my cac could increase because of whatever is happening before the first deposit on the platform so acquisition in your case is when the person makes his first money deposit yes so now it could be okay so what happens before that or what happens in the usual journey a customer sees a banner somewhere clicks on the banner now banner could be email banner could be a gdn banner could be push notifications from some other platforms banners could be anything or a video customer sees the video comes to a landing page be- pre october 2023 we were not listed on the play store because of google play's uh, regulations so customer had to come to a landing page click on the download button get a warning saying this app might be potential harmful or something like that yeah then go to the settings page press a button then download then open our app see and we we've not so we are not a platform where the user can just browse so you have to register to do anything so the customer registers Drop-offs. so registers then comes to the platform looks at our lobby lobby is the first screen that you see clicks on play now plays a free game or and if he wants to deposit cash then does a deposit so there are so many things here now i need products help at every step of the funnel if my install to reg ratio is going down i need product and tech help if my registration page is not behave if my click to registration is going down i need product help if my registration to first game play is not great i need their help so i need their help in everything right from doing an ab test to customizing to saying that okay now this guy is seeing a ad which is a tournament ad so we have various game variants so there is a cash game which is normal games that you can play there are tournaments that you can play so if this guy is this guy is seeing a tournament ad can i show a landing page which is a tournament landing page but can i also customize the first screen in which the user sees a tournament sure and this was on the case earlier but you discovered that this is a funnel drop off point so we have to fix it yeah and but, so it would so, 
normally when you talk about a drop in a certain ratio yeah. or whatever metric yeah. this would have to do with either something going wrong or an evolution in your sophistication to understand that i'm able to now zoom into this problem exactly so the i think the core belief that i have is that if it's not measured it will not be improved sure it is as simple as that hence the obsession with measurement but also the obsession with just just looking at data i think i this is something that i tell to every every person who comes in the system who's a fresher hmm. like sir what do i need to do and and what should we do i learned by reporting i learned by putting stuff in gdoc every day and then look at ki acha i had 1% ctr now i have 1.5 now i have 2 now i have 1.75 so what do i need to bring it back to 2 hmm. so i think the obsession had started at food panda in a way where the six restaurants that would go in an emailer to say top six restaurants mm. in your area would keep on changing by us saying that okay maybe these six restaurant get us the maximum orders but these six restaurant get you the maximum ctr and these six restaurants get get you the maximum whatever top line sure so then you keep on experimenting it's similarly the same case here is that once you know this is your trend there is on, there are only two things that you can do yeah. one you maintain the trend or you improve that trend sure and if you have to improve that trend that is where all these alerts come into play mm. is that you know that okay if my um rate of first registration to gameplay was x percent and it's continuing to be x mm. then can i figure out a way to make it 1.1x mm. and if it's dropping to 0.8x then i know i have to raise an alarm with the product and tech teams to say that okay yaar this is not working and we need to figure it out and somehow the whole thing is owned with marketing in your scenario uh, no so so what i and this is very unique to jungli uh, is that every module so by every module what i mean is let's say within marketing you'd have acquisition in acquisition you'll have refer a friend as a module you'll have onboarding as a module um, in retention you'll have um, communication as a module you'll have you'll have various modules everywhere you'll have tournament as a module etc mm. etc every module is owned by three people one from marketing one from product and one from bi so it's kind of what i hear frequently from this whole new growth teams mm-hmm. because they're supposed to have a team uh, representative from at least product marketing and perhaps even engineering mm-hmm. because marketing by itself in a silo can't really do a lot of things which yeah. you then depend yeah. on product yeah I, yeah i think our uh, marketing as an independent function i i don't think can exist in a digital first company anymore yeah well that's a great learning i think a lot of people have still get to cross that barrier in terms of having marketing in a much deeper collaboration with product itself if not more yeah so see because essentially see i again if you're selling a a shoe you can still be you are still dependent on your on your engineer who develops or design guy who develops that shoe but eventually for you to drive a lot of sales you can still be a very kickass marketing team and drive a lot of sales sure but if you are selling something which is which is one not physical and your own product in a way mm. if you don't so retention in gaming is as good as product in gaming mm. because anything that product does impacts retention and acquisition and marketing and anything that we do impacts their funnels sure so you can either fight with each other <laughs> which a lot of marketing and product teams do we still mm. do Yeah. on a day to day basis but this is also somewhere healthy right because then yeah, that's yeah, where yeah, the pressure yeah, comes yeah. from yeah so one of my first linkedin articles was where i'd shown 
captain america and iron man fighting which was civil war and saying this is marketing and this is product yeah. so you you need to have those conversations but i think once you realize that both of you have the same goal it just becomes easier sure like i remember yesterday we had the discussion where the acquisition guy was like dude funnels are bad because product has done some change and product would come back with the same reply dude show me the source level data because i think you've gotten a crap traffic source and that is why the funnels are down sure. so that happens every day yeah. but uh, i think what we've realized uh, is that there is no point fighting uh, one person is right and one person is wrong that is why we have bi who comes in yeah. and with a very neutral point of view and says no you are right and you are wrong so you're able to make those judgment calls and that yes. has become acceptable to kind of say okay, okay this is a fault we accept it and we move on yeah 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 so i i find it very uh, funny in a way where people don't people take it to heart ki nahi yaar abhi main do bar galat ho gaya hu to third time how can i be wrong and how can i be wrong every time like this that etc i think no matter how cliche it is but it, like it's okay yeah. so i in fact it's it's quite an interesting cultural thing right because if you want to incorporate experimentation as a habit then you will fail yeah, a yeah, bunch of times yeah, okay. yeah. so it's not that product comes up with features that work every work. time yeah. right i think 5 out of 10 times or 6 out of 10 times doesn't work hmm. marketing comes with ads which flop all the time and you put 50 lakh 1 crore as budget so uh, so it's okay uh, as on. long as you realize that i think it's also what personally helped me was that once you realize that you're in a company for 4 years 5 years 10 years so you look at things in a very different hmm. manner and as long as you are a little secure about your job your role your point of view on things i think it becomes easier to accept that okay i can fail still have my job still work the way not change my approach and it's okay to fail and and yeah and it's okay to publicly accept that okay this ab test has not gone out well and we'll revert to control mm-hmm. that's it like there's no other thing but you know when you mentioned this whole part around bi that's your neutral decision maker jury sorts because yeah. otherwise data is also you know yeah, yeah you can do whatever yeah, yeah you can do what and I we jolly will package it the way it works for my purpose that is why so what we started and when we started doing this and again i would also have that bias and the product guy who sitting right across would also have that bias where both of us are correct because we just looking at data in a very different manner yeah hence what we did as an exercise is that okay for every test you will define a primary metric so let's say i'm doing a um, conversion in how to improve conversion as an mm. ab test in the first deposit journey now let's say i'm making some changes to my uh to my first deposit screen which has what some tiles which say okay you want to deposit 200 500 1000 2000 and this is the bonus that you'll get mm. let's say is that simple now i want to make some change to it now what we will do is we will define exactly this is the primary metric that the test will be measured on mm. but there are secondary and tertiary metrics where the test will also be measured on now the primary metric could be conversion because everyone wants to improve conversion but it's very simple conversion mein if you're showing 100 200 500 1000 now start showing 10 20 50 100 conversion will increase sure. right you can hack it but then so you will be very happy are and my conversion bada di 10% business is booming etc but then you're also not realizing that people who are depositing 10 rupees will always remain at 10 15 20 rupees as the deposit value and eventually give you less revenue yeah versus people who are putting in 200 rupees at the first will always give you more revenue later so now 
देर वुड बी अ टसल कि यार अच्छा रेवेन्यू कम हो रहा है बट कन्वर्जन बढ़ रहे हैं तो वट वीडियो सो देन यू फिगर आउट दैट ओके बिकॉज यू आर डूइंग एन इंटरवेंशन एट द एट वैन समन इज रजिस्टरिंग नाउ यू आर पुटिंग दैम ऑन टू डिफरेंट पार्ट्स सो नाउ योर मेट्रिक शुड बी रेक पर रजिस्ट्रेशन एंड नॉट रेक इज रेवेन्यू फॉर आस रेवेन्यू पर फर्स्ट रजिस्ट्रेशन एंड नॉट रेवेन्यू पर डिपॉजिट और द कन्वर्जन सो दैट इज हाउ आर जर्नी ऑल्सो इन्वॉल्व इन साइड की सम ऑफ थिंग्स थिंग्स आर वेरी लॉजिकल राइट बट बिकॉज समटाइम्स द डिसीजन मेकर इज अ प्रोडक्ट गाय सो यू ओनली लुक एट प्रोडक्ट समटाइम्स द डिसीजन मेकर इज अ मार्केटिंग गाय सो यू विल मेक दैट योर प्राइमरी मेट्रिक सो वॉट्स हैपन इन दिस होल जर्नी इज दैट वी ऑल्सो कैप्ट ऑन चेंजिंग प्राइमरी मेट्रिक्स सेकेंडरी मेट्रिक्स टर्सरी मेट्रिक्स टू फाइनली कंक्लूड दैट दिस इज एबीटर अ लॉट ऑफ पीपल डोंट डू आउटलाइट ट्रीटमेंट Which so it will destroy a whole lot of test outcomes, but you don't exclude. So it will slow your process, hmm. but eventually it is the right thing to do. So by outlier treatment, I mean is there is path one which has thousand rupees revenue from ten customers, and there is path two which has nine hundred rupees revenue from ten customers. But now, even if you don't do outlier treatment, you'll be like, "Acha path is better. Let's go with it." But what could happen is that that path A could have a user who gave you five hundred rupees revenue, yeah. but others are shit. so if you don't do this so that's also a majority that has come in we never mm-hmm. did that sure back in 18 or 19 but then we realized yeah okay no this is the right thing to do because and then you start doing decile analysis etc etc mm-hmm. to finally and that came why because some product guy discovered that okay no yaar this is a good way of doing it or a marketing guy discovered or a bi guy some i don't remember the name but someone in the company said ki yaar nahi yaar we are doing this wrong and then eventually everyone accepted that this is the right way and hence you have less debates around is the ab test even concluded correctly or not hmm. that's also very i see a very big issue in a lot of companies where people are heartbroken kyunki unka path nahi jeeta in an experiment and that is true like for uh, well i can't name the companies but these are fairly large companies where there's political Topics around this that this is the product team and this is the tech team and how can an engineer come up with a better idea than the product team? So they end yeah. up almost uh, conspiring to make sure that the A/B test fails, right? So that yes. kind of stuff happens. But you know that's a different world. But you know from what I hear, you say there's obviously all of this maturity, but that the way it seems, there's also a very steep degree of fragmentation that will start to happen. So when you say that. The ten rupee versus the hundred rupee uh, mm-hmm. first buy an example. Yeah. Maybe there'll be some traffic sources which will do better with this versus that. Yeah. So how does it add up back to that play? Right. In so, some sense, it will have to. So what we do now is that is also what we realize is that if we have too many, if we have multiple A/B tests. So what is, what could be a way of doing an A/B test is that um, one you either integrate an A/B test mechanism within the product. Mm. Two is if you don't have that, then what you do is you do a pre and post. Okay. 7 days pre 7 day post you and that works okay for you no so it didn't because there is a lot of seasonality exactly. so we did that so it was 1 day i mean 7 so days before after just doesn't seem yeah right. yeah so but we did see we started with that because sure. you have to start yeah, from start somewhere. somewhere otherwise you're already you're always working on gut feel right yeah. so then we realized nahi yaar 7 days pre and post mein kabhi kabhar you'd have an external event like mm. an ipl mm. you'll have an external event like an india match so what happens in india matches people start consuming content offline which means they'll not play As games much anymore online right? sure ipl same uh, a festival a long weekend so wherever the user starts spending time offline is when we see our drop in revenue which is very like which is which is logical now seems logical yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but when we realize yeah we yeah. realized it later right so it's all all been some steps here and there to the journey that that mm. to where we are right now 
uh, and then we realize well, this is not the correct way of doing it so then what do you do you exclude the holiday and then you still start going ahead yeah. but then we realize no yaar there is saturday sunday that comes into play sure. sunday people don't play because they are spending time with family mm. so then we realize no yaar this has to be a proper ab test in which you divide the parts in a way have you considered publishing a report on how india plays because you pretty much know how many people from which geographies are working in their offices at 9:30 am and actually playing a game yeah 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 but i think with there are people who've done it in a fairly decent manner so mm. i don't think we you don't want we'll be that. able to add a lot of value to it Yeah, uh, but this sounds like a whole bunch of secrets will start tumbling out, right? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, no, I hope. I hope I don't give out any trade <laughs> secrets. But, uh, but yeah. No, I, not trade secrets as much as the cultural nuances of how India plays, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, because again, it's my bias because I've been here for five sure. years. I just feel that this is very logical and Normal. everyone knows about yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, so then, yeah. Uh, so we figured out a way to do a proper ab mm-hmm. test but then we figured out here how are we dividing people in the ab test this is where we realized this okay maybe the... one path has affiliates as a traffic which Correct. is with all due respect or not as good control. as organic yeah. right and maybe some so i mean no other channel so then we realized that okay maybe how, how do we then productize in a way that every path that we build has equal representation of all sources mm. so how do we randomize the user ids in a way that every path is equal and every and no test. path is intersecting with some other mm. path because that's also important if you're doing five ab tests and all of them are talking to each other the you will not get a correct answer imagine. so it's been again a journey where now we are fairly confident in the way that we are concluding ab tests mm. uh, but again it's been a lot of fights it's been a lot of hard work it's been a lot of soul searching in terms of understanding care are we doing the correct thing or not but you know while of course this is a, a journey in evolution mm. uh, it's by large logical won't you say because you can kind of come to a logical conclusion yeah. of course in yeah. hindsight now yeah, but yeah, yeah. you could get to that yeah yeah so now if you look back we feel that this should have been how we did it in 2018 As well. Which is fine, but that's obviously the hindsight bias, right? Yes, uh, obviously. Yes. But now, if you were to design an A/B test playbook for somebody, or to say that mm-hmm. okay, this is the three things you should not do for sure, like yeah, for instance, yeah, yeah. you mentioned about the intersecting paths, yes. right? So and that's exactly. So this you should not do at all mm. because because it again, it does not help. It's a bias outcome. Yeah, it's a bias outcome, and you're wrong from the start. Yep. Right. Sure. You're setting yourself up for failure. Second is never get. someone who owns the ab test to also conclude the ab test which will always give you bias not always <laughs> sure a lot of people yeah, have the right intent but yeah there will always be a bias because data is what you make of it yeah, like it's true. you can do five other pivots and get a completely new picture hmm. uh, which is very different just to have the neutral bi guy to actually be the conclusion yeah, or someone neutral like just some yeah. could be a bi guy could be someone could be else just someone neutral. neutral and i think it's very important to at the beginning of the test write these are my three metrics on mm. which i will conclude the test mm. because what we've also seen is that if you keep on changing your success kpis during the ab test you're then again changing the ab test or you're changing the ab test or you're again setting yourself up for failure because mm. there is one guy who would have seen that data and said ki nahi yaar ye path to sahi nahi chal raha hai to ek kaam karte hain success kpi change mm. kar dete hain which is uh, which is again matlab these are i think three or four things i think the more sophisticated you are as you have a tool you've integrated you've created a product that that is always great but someone who's starting new 
I think these are two three things that you should always keep in no, mind. I'm very amused about it and also somewhere excited about it. See, a possibility to learn from the gaming industry for something like an e-commerce platform. There are a whole bunch of people now selling 150, 200 rupee lipsticks online. Yeah, and yeah. they're doing huge volumes, acquiring customers from all sorts of tier two, tier three mm -hmm. towns also. If they were to be as obsessed with understanding repeat behavior in a, you know, Tripura kind of state, yes. would this not translate into a lot of incremental value for them? It should, ideally, it should. See, and I've worked, you've worked in food tech, e-commerce, <laughs> I've worked in food tech, e-commerce. I think people don't, I don't know because I've been out of touch for the last five years. Same what's here, which is what's amusing me. Or a Zomato, or an Ola, or an Uber, etc. But just purely from the interviews that we've taken from a lot of these companies, mm. what happens is that a lot of them have built very sophisticated AI ML models mm -hmm. where the guys who are eventually responsible for retention or acquisition or marketing etc are just following what the model is saying. They are not questioning what the model is giving them as output. So for example if you and I've interviewed head of retention, head of acquisitions where their main role is reduced to operations because everything is generated from a model. Hmm. So a lot of sophisticated stuff, so for example, we are right now trying to figure out a market mix model. Sure. But from whoever I've talked to who say that they've cracked the market mix model, there are certain assumptions that they put into place sure. to eliminate one channel completely. Which is so weird because then you, your market mix model is not correct. But yeah. because it works for them in hmm. a way, it's correct for them. And so what happens is because you've now developed a very sophisticated market mix model or a churn model or this model or that model, the marketeer then is reduced to saying that ye model se aya, this is what I did and this is the result. He's the operations guy. So like he becomes, he or she becomes more operations than pure play so, marketing or product. This is very interesting. So who's making this model, who owns the creation and the logic behind this and because if the market is not the one designing this, he's probably only the Yeah, yeah the central BI, so data science, the, ML teams who create the models and, uh, and see kudos and to them because they've done to make it. it happen. Yeah, 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 they've done it in 2016-17 when no one was doing it. Mm. I'm talking about handful of companies who've companies, been sure. in that scale. Mm. But uh, maybe their expectation was that marketing will learn it eventually. Mm. And marketing didn't. Marketing is also at a fault in a lot of places where we also have blinders on and we say nahi amara kaam hai achhe creators banana our, our, our work is more brand our work is funnels and that's it I will not learn what someone else is doing even though it impacts my KPIs directly or indirectly it's also an evolution of the ecosystem right and what we keep saying across more conversation we're doing an academy we're doing this conversation because uh, acquisition has been 15-20 years old people have yeah, done yeah, understood player yeah. all of this Retention, user engagement, watching all these metrics in your scenario is a five-year-old story. In most scenarios, it's less than that because we've been a very acquisition and growth at all costs fueled kind of industry. Which means most people never really had that pressure to really look at this very seriously. Yeah, people right? so don't look at time. ROI. Like I was, when we were doing the whole conference, uh, I was surprised to see that people who are running acquisition or retention for such big companies who have 10-15 million dollars as marketing budgets are not looking at a return on investment. The definitions change. In your case, the definition was going a little more sophisticated than most other people are currently still used to, even today. Yeah, so no, so but then you also have to look at, see again, I would not fault them because when I was at a company which was only looking at top line, we were not looking exactly. at at all. So, so I would not fault them. This is where it's a prioritization yeah. topic. I wouldn't necessarily blame individually or uh, it's company life stages, the, the ecosystem yeah, yeah, has yeah. grown. 
But I think it's just more fun once you get to a company where the company is looking or working in a. So that is one recommendation that I give to everyone is mm. that work in a company that is bootstrap because then you know. See, spending money. Matters. I was listening to a podcast or a conversation between Nitin Kamath and and uh, Kunal Shah. Kunal Shah. Yeah. yeah. Credit curious. curious. Yeah. In which Nitin said that we spent we signed eleven notifications in a, in a year, and I was like, <laughs> I dude, I cannot do that. Like, sure. No matter how sophisticated we claim mm. to be, I will not send eleven notifications in. And even though I don't have investor pressure, you might do a year. I will a not day, spend. Right? Yeah, yeah. And th- there was time when we were sending eleven notifications. And it still works. I still it, I have a lot of users in our customer groups who do that, and that's fine. Yeah, it works for them. So so this used to happen at Paytm a lot because Paytm had seventeen verticals. Everyone used to send one notification a day. <laughs> So eventually, a power user would end up getting seven, ten, eleven, thirteen, fourteen. Hmm. So, uh, so he said that incrementally, after a time, after a point of time, money is not uh, valuable, or or you there is no value to incrementally. I don't care yeah. about it. Which is, I think, the same with business is that after a while, you realize that okay, yar, I will grow at this pace, irrespective of how much I hmm. reach out to the customer, how much I don't. Ah, hmm. uh, so. I think once you work in a bootstrap company, you also realize from the other standpoint, kiar, why is he saying what he's saying? Because he's worked in a environment where there has been no money. Sure. So he's figured out growth hacks, which are non-money driven. Non-money driven. Yeah. And money is, and he also said one thing, which is money is spending money is the easiest job in the world, which is because I've burnt a lot of money, so myself. So I think yeah, once you go and once you cross that barrier, I think one thing very happy. I would credit Vijay Jagar Sharma for it, which is when we were at Paytm Movies, and the goal was to get as much market share as possible because Book My Show had ninety eight, ninety nine percent. One day he came and said, "You will not spend acquisition money anymore," and I was like, "I was like, dude, kya karu mai ab? Like, I, how do I?" This is a real problem to solve, right? That's yeah, that's yeah, really yeah. fun. How? What do I do? No, because mm-hmm. I had I I got panicked for the first one week. I was like, "Dude, mm-hmm. main to puri zindagi hai kiya hai. Mm-hmm. Ab mai kya karu?" So then, you know, that's a harsh reality for a lot of marketers today because the funding ecosystem is where it is, which means yeah. acquisition dollars are yeah yeah are, away from reach. Yeah yeah yeah. I I was reading, I was on Twitter and there was one tweet which said the collateral damage of less spend less spending is just bad IPL ads. <laughs> but IPL ads nonetheless, huh? Yeah yeah, but IPL ads nonetheless, even though it's so expensive now. So. Uh, I think so. One once he said, "Yeah, there is so the so Paytm at that time had 10 million plus DAUs. So mm. like, dude, it's not traffic are organic. Convert that to movies. Sure, and which seemed very logical. But it seemed very logical because we were we are all grown on that steroid boost of acquisition dollars. Sure, right? Which we still are. I am. Mm. I we spend a lot of money, but uh, what it just it just opened a very different side to marketing for me personally." Mm. Which said, "Ki yar, acha, you don't have money, you still can grow." And then we figured out so many hacks on the homepage to drive traffic to movies that it became internally a case study within Paytm itself. We didn't see, say that to everybody else, and you were not all competing for real estate on the app screen. We were all. We had to fight. Like we hmm. had to go to the growth guy and say, "Ki nahi yar, mujhe ye notification chahiye." So you had to kind of ration hmm. every push notification, and that's when no, I so started. So real estate on the app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's when I started going very deep into. So you had to ration icons. You had to ration that my banner will come where on which day. So if I had a Bahubali releasing, I would want a banner for the entire week because Bahubali is Bahubali. 
but then someone would have also akshay tritya coming so the paytm gold team would have ki dude aaj ke din mujhe banner nahi doge to kab doge it is akshay tritya today so you would have that fights but then eventually then i started going deeper into understanding ki acha who is my customer correct because i didn't care who is my customer yeah, i just wanted to send 10 million then definitely not everybody is for you yes. or for so him so then i started doing pivots and understanding ki acha yaar this is my customer how does he he or she transact on a bus platform how does he or she transact on lending how does he or she transact on gold etc and then when someone buys that product can i give them a movie ticket can i give them a offer can i give them something to make them mm. realize ki yaar paytm pe movies bhi book kar sakte ho because sure. that was the it wasn't even Nobody the use even case knew. people mm. went for e charges so i think once you even in a very well funded company like paytm once you start doing that is when you realize ki yaar acha acquisition is not the be all end all and then you start looking at attention no so in fact within the whole paytm ecosystem itself i've had this example from other people wherein uh, the journey of a user in an ecosystem like that which has multiple offerings has to also be orchestrated better because if you show him like 20 things he gets overwhelmed and 90% of it will become blind spots yeah which is probably what's going to happen in that kind of a very very crowded kind of environment because you have too many things to offer yeah but then i think paytm see paytm just had a lot of data so you could customize your home screen in a way exactly wouldn't you want to do that and like make sure that i only see three things which are most likely to do in the remaining 97 are like see the growth guys for other verticals would also fight no ki yaar you seen a transaction traffic no you seen a transaction i haven't seen a seen a transaction from this user so you can also fight and say ki yaar nahi i need more real estate because the customer knows that you know what's fun you can book movie tickets on paytm I'm going to draw an example to the banking industry. Hmm. Typically, even today, all of the traditional banks are structured with there's a FDs department, there's a loans department, there's a credit card team, and there is a home loan, maybe another uh, whatever. So they're like hmm. very vert- sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. vertical teams. And the customer relationship is not owned by a single entity, which means this is the way you have all of these different growth guys fighting for real estate. The banks still have siloed communication going on from different hmm. people, which means if you call the bank today to say that I want a loan, the guy that talks to you is different from the guy who will speak to you when you want a credit card. Yeah. so structurally because these organization are defined vertically and not user centric in sense that this is one customer relationship and i know how this will evolve he'll do this first and then this and then this and then mm-hmm. this which is the logical sequence of how you should go about selling him stuff yes so on the first day when he's come in he's done some activity don't all of you try to sell him together mm-hmm. which is what if you're doing a crowded screen on a paytm might start to mean yeah so this is a problem let's say that we are not going through but mm. I, we went through when we launched multiple games on the same app sure so for example in mpl would face that problem mm. we are facing that problem where how how do i ask my x games retention guy to not send a notification yeah. when y game is already going on mm. uh so i think once you and it's a very difficult exercise because getting that personas if your database i think it also boils down to how you have structured your database hmm. in the first place so again for a this marketer is a starting it is, problem right and if you realize it in retrospect you can't go back and fix things see no marketer in the world or very less marketers in the world when they are building a game as a gtm also talk to the de team yeah yaar how are you structuring your database sure it is very difficult to even have that conversation hmm. yaar acha make Most your database in a way have that kind of I mean, they won't even ask that question. Do they have that kind of maturity in your assessment? No, I I also don't. It's also we've realized this after a while. Kiar, acha maybe it's worth having that conversation to the DE guy and say, Kiar, acha, mujhe ye I need these five data pipelines to be ready. 
because i want to send start sending Correct. communication or i want to start sending proper bonuses i i don't so if someone is playing poker i don't want to send him a rummy notification or i don't want to send him a bonus saying play a rummy game and win x rupees Correct. whatever but that comes i think why is it that that you cannot you should not jump companies every one year because then you're not <laughs> getting <laughs> deep cycle. yeah you're not getting deep into what and again it's i say it with a lot of hindsight and and the and the benefit of hindsight that i have ki chalo yaar ek company mein 5 saal reh lo but it's not mm. my plan also mm. everyone gets bored after 2 years and says ki yaar i want oh, to change yeah. ho gaya mera yeah. Yeah. Sure. so it's when you start going away from marketing and start looking at other things and if you enjoy those things mm. is when i think all these conversations start happening yeah, ultimately it's all business no so whether you kind of define very hard lines between what marketing does or product does the consumer doesn't see it in that light he exactly. has a single experience but it's not no matter how correct it is what you're saying or how cliched it is it is not what always happens it's very hard to incorporate in within organizations right in some sense yeah, because you are pulls from different people, people are, are very territorial मतलब ये मेरे हाउ कैन यू सजेस्ट अ ब्रांड कैंपेन टू मी डूड मैं देख रहा हूँ मतलब सो या आई हैव टेन इयर्स ऑफ क्राफ्टिंग ब्रांड कैंपेन्स एंड यू आर अ डेटा इंजीनियरिंग गाय हु हैज टू ईयर इन द सिस्टम एंड सी नॉट एवरी वन कम्स विद ग्रेट कैंपेन्स बट देर वुड बी वन आउट ऑफ फिफ्टीन आइडियाज विच विल ग्लो योर माइंड but that's also hard to predict any which ways yeah but it what happens is judgment are you going to no judge? but it's happened that's with right. me also where mm-hmm. after the third idea i would stop listening to people because i'd be like dude i mai kar chuka hu soch chuka hu ye nahi hota hai i also have my biases right mm-hmm. yeah i tried this back in this company mm-hmm. it didn't work in some fashion while you didn't necessarily have a very objective view on it but it's stuck in your head now because you have history yeah yeah so now now i'll not listen to these guys mm-hmm. So I think the same happens with every vertical where if I go to a DE guy and say, "Yeah, my table is like this," then he'll give me ten things and say, "Yeah, no, my joins will increase, my query time will increase, this, that, etc." Which is correct in a way because hmm. he's looking at it from his perspective. His perspective. So I think once you start unbox, like just just moving out of that silo hmm. uh, in all verticals, is I think when that growth as a marketer, as a product guy. You know, if you were to redo some of these things uh, differently compared to what has actually happened in your journey in actuals, what are the few things that you will do differently? I think I'll not start the beginning. I'll not change the beginning, uh, mm-hmm. which is with Cool Panda. Uh, no, I wasn't talking about your career path. I was talking about the last five years of your evolution. Ah, okay, That's sure. Right. You said this whole desilification of. I would, uh, I would do that from day one. Uh, see, when I came in, so yeah, when I came in, I had a very clear mandate that okay, this is one vertical that I have to start with. Hmm. and uh, for the first 6 months just just go very heavy in it go very deep in it hmm. and uh, solve all the problems that there are this is retention you're talking about this is this was acquisition back acquisition. in the day because we had to grow sure and then even though i was the vp of marketing and had to look at hmm. everything the company thankfully understood ki yaar you cannot give someone everything in the first 6 hmm. months because i was bound so everyone who comes in gets overwhelmed because sure. just the amount of data that we yeah. looked at i got overwhelmed after 3 months i like do kahan gaya hu main कौन सी प्रॉब्लम देखूं लाइक आई हैड अ प्रॉब्लम इन प्रायोरिटाइजेशन बिकॉज़ देयर वर सो मेनी प्रॉब्लम्स विद इन मार्केटिंग एंड देन थैंकफुली आई आई गॉट इनफ टाइम टू मूव फ्रॉम एक्विजिशन टू रिटेंशन ब्रांड एटसेट्रा एटसेट्रा दैट इट टुक मी अ गुड वन ईयर टू गेट द एंटायर स्कोप ऑफ इट बट देन व्हेन आई हैड दैट देन आई स्टार्टेड टॉकिंग टू प्रोडक्ट देन आई स्टार्टेड टॉकिंग टू टेक एटसेट्रा 
now what i would change is that maybe go deeper into a module hmm. and then start talking to all stakeholders hmm. and not just look at the marketing side of acquisition and then move to the marketing side of retention then move to the marketing side of brand but just when you're doing acquisition talk to enough people because it just helps you to get to solutions quicker hmm. or get to get to the problem statement easier i think a lot of times you also take time to figuring out the problem statement in itself because you have 10 alerts and you have so many things intersecting with each other you don't know ki your problem thi kya you know what's also very interesting is when you started out and we said this you were overwhelmed it was to do with the fact that there's all of this data and all in place and there's always alerts already coming in yes so now and what do you do somebody who's starting let's say one level before this wouldn't end up having to do all of this to begin with right and yeah. that might itself be a big task because you have to have top level alignment to make sure that you know invest all this time and effort and bandwidth in establishing this data infrastructure so that i think uh, in your case you were lucky to have it on day zero yes 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 great to kapil who's the president of the company and the co-founder i think he's been very instrumental in driving that mm. that culture of looking at data very seriously sure. within the company so again i didn't have to push a lot of people yeah. doing that but i had to push a lot of people in marketing to do that ki yaar dekho matlab it is not would just would have to do with because this is a new team that you build and they come from different contexts yes, where they don't have yes it's a new team best. 2018 no, not everyone was looking at data yeah. to be very honest so even today they're not necessarily but sure yeah so so that's like you had to culturally align people mm-hmm. to say that okay yaar now so now the beauty in our company what is that even if the ceo is asking you to do things someone who's five layers below would send an email saying yaar ye to data hi nahi bol raha yaar ye to sahi nahi hai to why is the ceo saying that he hmm. might he or she might not directly talk to the ceo but hmm. he'll direct definitely talk to people who are two level or three levels above hmm. and say yaar and start a conversation hmm. which is a great not, thing to have which no? is a great thing to have so one is that level of data visibility to that guy so See, so minus five level people also have that kind of visibility to say that okay, I'm this is my analysis because there is Tableau which is yeah. available to everyone. Hmm. So it's also again, uh, it's a journey where where which has led us to be where we are when it comes to the maturity that we have. I think one thing which I'll not shy away from saying is that we are very mature when it comes to data practices. Sure, we might not be mature when it comes to a lot of other things. but just when it comes to data practices i think uh, we are decent. somewhere or the other, I mean, like you said it's come top down from couple so obviously that helps matters it helps in a way but see aligning everyone to that vision is very 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 difficult but because it's the it's it's hard to do matlab yeah. it's hard it's to hard look at it hard to look at it repeatedly every day etc etc so it's hard work and it's potentially boring after the point because after, you know like you said all those alerts will go to some inbox somewhere and yeah, yeah, yeah. you'll start yeah. not it is not it the exciting work when when you sign up for marketing or product it is you know, not the fact, exciting part of a gaming do. company and i mean one would imagine a life in a gaming company to be quite exciting on an everyday basis and what you're describing is i mean of course it's exciting for somebody who's as obsessed with data but otherwise this might sound pretty boring to a lot of people yeah it and it is matlab to be very honest it is what but is is that you have to once you internalize it hmm. is that yaar this is the right thing to do hmm. i think it just makes your journey and your your point of view or your vision it just be, everything falls into place hmm. when you say that yaar nahi yaar this is the right thing to do long term now now everyone then you understand ki there is value in doing this and now i think five meetings out of 10 or six meetings out of 10 are just purely around data and numbers mm. 
देर आर ओनली फोर मीटिंग विच इज अराउंड अच्छा कम्युनिकेशन क्या होनी चाहिए ब्रांड क्या बोल रहा है कलर कौन सा होना चाहिए विच इज लाइक द मोर एक्साइटिंग पार्ट ऑफ मार्केटिंग डोंट evolve then you become a dinosaur yep fair enough so you know going back to the thread we were talking about things you do differently and one of the things you said was the desilification mm-hmm. so to speak if that's a mm-hmm. word within different modules within the organization to understand all the parts of the puzzle better before you would kind of move on to the next piece right so what else would you think uh, let's say from a people point of view or the org structure that you designed yeah. because power equation also this you mentioned is mm-hmm. going to cause potential conflicts yeah, yeah, and yeah, elevations yeah. right so what else would you do differently i think we'll we we were late in setting up data teams okay. i think i would do that from day one and you had four people data team when you joined 5 years ago yeah, yeah, but that was a central data team okay i would from day one start hiring marketing analysts and product analysts okay because you then ask senior data folks to look at bigger statements hmm. like churn models hmm. prediction models etc etc you don't ask them ki yaar acha ye data extract karke de do yaar like This is what used to happen in 2018. So we'd yeah. ask them to extract data, plus we'll also ask them to do analysis, hmm. and then give us the right answer. Hmm. Which then obviously they started becoming a bottleneck. So I would I would hire people for the data team very quickly. Um, people who are obsessed with numbers, but people who are very non-biased in a way. Like you could figure that out with an interview. Hmm. Kya isko kitna प्यार है लोगों से और कितना प्यार है नंबर से स्ट्रगल and that's a journey like that's mm-hmm. a journey and then third i would also then ask a lot of people who are not very heavy on data or numbers to figure that thing out for themselves ki yaar this is where i will thrive and this is where i'll not thrive mm-hmm. because what happens from a people standpoint is that you then end up struggling very badly with either people who are working with you or you yourself ki yaar acha yaar maybe it is not working for me or this mm. is not the approach that i want etc etc so i think that is the message has to be very clear ki yaar this is what the company and it's there's nothing wrong in it or right in it ki yaar mm. this is what my company value is so if you're aligned like i have a very deeply ingrained philosophy uh in life ki yaar you spend 10 12 hours a day in office You spend more time in office than with family. Yep. That is the reality. Everyone travels. Everyone. I stays. remember the last time we had dinner, you came back to office at 9 p.m. Yeah. So, so and again, I would not glorify hustle, etc., etc. But yeah, it's a choice. So once you realize, ki yar, acha, this is, am I aligned or am I not aligned? Hmm. I think it just makes life much easier. Hmm. You spend 12 hours with people that you don't like, which. is a very stupid way of spending 5 10 years of your life people you don't like or things that you don't like to doing 
yeah it might be you like the people but you don't like the company mm-hmm. or you like the company or you don't like the people or both so or the job profile you I mean, have to, yeah, yeah. so you profile. in that mm-hmm. quadrant you have to figure out your north star and yeah. your quadrant ke acha yaar yahan pe log bhi acche hain not everyone would be great but yahan pe main reh sakta hu for 5 years and yahan pe i can make a difference and the company is also good mm-hmm. and then i would stay here but mm-hmm. what i see with a lot of people is that yaar दो साल में यू वॉन्ट टू लीव क्यों क्योंकि कंपनी अच्छी है रोल अच्छा है बट यार मैं मुझे मजा नहीं मतलब इट्स जस्ट वेरी रैंडम रीजन सो दैट इज वॉट आई डोंट लाइक आई वुड रियली वॉन्ट पीपल टू अंडरस्टैंड एट द बिगिनिंग और मी टू बी वेरी क्लियर विद अच्छा भी ऐसे चलेगा भाई इफ यू लाइक इट प्लीज स्टे प्लीज प्रोग्रेस प्लीज ग्रो विद इन द कंपनी बट इफ यू डोंट लाइक इट फिगर आउट अ वे to like it or then figure out yeah you know that brings me to the whole talent supply question because this is hard work yeah, this yeah, is yeah. not necessarily sexy or fun or as mm-hmm. exciting and we've had this conversation with the people at growth folks at the growth school and all of those conversations as well where there's a large let's say inflow of people who want to become growth managers yeah, or yeah, yeah. growth hackers so <laughs> to speak you'll see that term abuse in use yeah, across yeah, yeah. linkedin now right but uh, and you know when i come back with saying that the supply of people in the retention ecosystem user engagement ecosystem is still small because mm-hmm. it's a new subject yeah. and the level of obsession you guys have is in the same across the ecosystem which means there's not been as much let's say pay scale upgrades also for this profiles right so that in your case in your experience you also found it somewhat not so easy to kind of bring people and then mm-hmm. let them to be at a level yeah so what's your uh, let's say message to young folks who are looking to get into careers in marketing retention still seems to be underserved and now it's mm-hmm. at a premium in some yeah, sense yeah, because yeah. people yeah. are the demand is bigger than the supply mm-hmm. so what's your assessment of somebody looking to make a career path in retention marketing or user engagement or whatever yeah, you, yeah. you define the boundaries as i think uh, one it's a very once in india people realize that funding will once it starts coming at a premium retention automatically will become the go to team in any company hmm. the and it's very logical right you'll have more money you'll have more money to spend uh, to get customers because we are the dau farm for the world but once that dau i think you you will start seeing reports now where the hmm. matter would say 5% of my customers give 40% of the orders Correct. someone else would say 1% of my customers give me 80% of my orders yeah so earlier these conversations never happened hmm. or publicly were never spoken what publicly got spoken was we acquired 20 million users sure this year so now once you start seeing funding not funding coming at a premium is when you start realizing ki our attention is very 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 important hmm. which it always was all But successful companies yeah all successful hmm. companies are built on retention successful companies are not built on bad ac- good acquisition and bad retention yeah successful companies obviously are built on both but it is very important to nail retention once the message starts coming from the founders the vcs etc that you need to invest in good retention folks which i think has started happening now is when suddenly people who are one years in their organization so you learn from peers you don't learn you don't i would not say you don't learn but you learn a lot from peers versus podcasts versus youtube videos etc otherwise itne videos or podcast hai ki yaar janta would be very knowledgeable yeah, honestly i'm not found a lot in india which is where we kind of keep struggling to you know so how do you accelerate this learning curve because the way the demand is going yeah. the supply is not going to grow overnight so and what you need what helped what helped me was that mm. i started reading a lot of hubspot mixpanel mm. 
back in the day this is hmm. 2013 14 15 16 uh that helped a lot is that agar aapki company wo nahi kar rahi hai then at least read what others are doing sure. and i genuinely got a lot of good ideas from it so just you know this is where the whole podcast youtube content yeah, yeah, on the web yeah. needs to be the way yeah. but you're also saying there's a lot of self motivation in doing all of it because yeah 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 you only go so far without that exactly because see someone can like so i remember our conversation in berlin where you were like bharat we need to personalize stuff and then we did it eventually we personalized right. the shit out of it got 40% higher conversion 60% ctr etc but then uh let's say we were not there hmm i wouldn't have done it i would be very happy so sending notification who should drive that forward and which is where thought leadership would come into play in this case the level of sophistication you've described in the gaming industry i can very well see this having substantial incremental value for a bunch of these e-commerce companies also yeah so that's where i think from a see i am i don't know if it's correct on my part to say it or not but as you said self motive there is no substitute for it if you don't want to learn even if i give you everything in the world you will not learn yeah but now that the job offers on a premium and there's more demand then you by all means will so be will gravitating no? you should right so again if you are one year two year into the job and you've done let's say typically you end up doing acquisition mm-hmm. but now if you want to so let's say there are two people there are people who who are 3 years into their job and have done acquisition or brand or social or product etc why should you get into retention is because eventually that will be talked about that is what will be talked about in the next 10 years sure is how do you retain customers how do you do it well the company who will win among between zomato and swiggy who will win the sure. person the the company who retains people more it's as simple as that Fair so enough. now do you need because they have acquired they were they've done everything right, to acquire because they have to be acquired is being acquired right right so now incrementally you will not get a lot of people mm. the same is the case with the flipkart same is the case with an amazon uber ola this that etc all the big brands that you see have acquired people and this would also mean the retention guy is not purely a marketer he has to have his fingers with, with everyone product, with right? tech etc in your case it's product and tech but in any e-commerce world it'll also be catalog team and category team and operations team and delivery exactly. logistics because there'll be some payment gateway which will always fail and which will screw up transactions and those things have to be flagged and brought back to the conversation exactly. so now uh, if you are looking for that switch then then obviously you need to be wet. so retention is a combination of two things there is data and there is communication sure so you have to figure out a way to be good at both of these because these are this. the guys these are the guys who rise to the top you know so i was going to ask you this question you know what you described in the level of data obsession this is a very left brain very number driven very data science i won't call it data scientist but has but analyst kind of guy who's been yeah. obsessed day in and day out with numbers yeah. and these are the guys who are not necessarily going to be the most effective at creative communication but so what's the right let's say you know mix to look at from your my your your own skill set perspective because most people aren't you know going to start with both they'll be able to start with one and then maybe have a touch of the other so i you should do it once in your life thankfully as i said things fell into place for me where i could experiment a lot mm. with communication at food panda sure if that has not been the case with you mm. at least do it at least do the reporting at least figure out a way to look at the docs that the communication team is creating a lot sure. of people don't even look at it mm. because they look at it as a secondary yeah it's fine my job mai to data wala hu i am i am here and comms is here which is which which is what is stopping a lot of people to do mm. that so at least be in a position where you can question the team you necessarily don't need to write communication 
now with chat gpt you can also write communication yeah. sure but you should be in a position to understand their data and you should be in a position to cross question them because hmm. that is how you will learn hmm. if you keep on asking them so for example our customer is very uh uh they tier 2 tier 3 even tier 1 but they see sec b sexy audience sec a thoda kam hai hmm. ab main usko if i start sending them game of thrones notifications it will not work sure but anyone who comes in the company and any new guy who or girl who comes in the communications team would want to send cool communication because this is what we've seen swiggy doing zomato yeah. doing etc etc so sabko lagta hai yaar ye to best notification hai hmm. 5% ctr aata hoga but if your user is look is watching tarak mehta ka ulta chashma to why send them game of thrones so that's as a retention marketer you need to at least have that lens on itna macro at least customer ko samajh lo and then talk to the comms head or the analyst or the manager whoever it is ki yaar acha why are we sending this if we are sending this then what is the ctr that we are getting um why are we send, look at their communications calendar at least so it's a good starting point and then if you like doing it go deeper into it if you don't like doing it at least have a monthly cadence on what's what's happening i mean if you want to grow uh, to be in a position where you can kind of control/influence both sides you have to yeah yeah, yeah. learn both sides no because then why should a comms guy who has 10 years of right copywriting comms experience should listen to you he won't they will not yeah. right so you need to at least start doing that but I mean likelihood is the data guy might be finding it easier to learn the comm side of things to a certain extent but the comms guy would not find it as easy to learn the data side of things or do you which see that okay. happening as well no no which is okay i think no, i'm saying that for people in the content side of things they, they want to become real retention marketers yeah it's a slightly harder uh, jump is, to make it is but then uh, it's also valuable that's the reality that you are being faced with is that you have to understand then see with data you cannot understand only macro which is ke acha chalo this quarter is doing this why is it dropping and if you yeah. stop at that then to the data guy would spin so many stories that you will not be able to wrap your head yeah. around it so unfortunately that's the case but you have to listen to what the market is telling mm-hmm. you that okay this is what you are supposed to do this is at least the hygiene so cover your hygiene then move to advance but at least yeah. cover your hygiene from both standpoints and the fun fact is the last few years of growth across the ecosystem have been very acquisition driven so even mm-hmm. within the world of marketing number driven marketing yeah, yeah, you yeah. have people who don't necessarily have operational depth in the retention side of the ecosystem yeah because again it's not exciting in a way yeah for a lot of people because for me social is exciting main copies likh raha hu shares aa rahe hain for me acquisition exciting because uh, i brought down cacs but for me retention could not be exciting because there is no customer who sending me an email saying yaar aapne bahut badhiya notification bheja yeah you've done such brilliant targeting that i transacted today sure no one does that right so there is no there is no external validation that is coming mm. your way so that is why i also feel retention is not very sexy versus an acquisition or a brand because there is no external validation so guys you also don't like you know you're spending 100 crores a year whatever on Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for some people, it's also a bit of an ego boost that I control this level of budget, right? And Haan, retention guys don't necessarily see life in that light. No, retention spends a lot of money. I feel yeah. you spend. I mean, you spend everyone, on SMSs, of course, but no, no, no. But else? everyone sending spending so much on bonuses. Everyone, bonus. people in the don't. Gaming industry, that's true. But no, no. Commerce guys would probably give me discounts. I get a notification. I get a Swiggy bonus every like you you open and you transact. You have ten bonuses every mm. day, right? 
the problem is the retention guys i don't know if they take it under their uh, pnl or, or not, not. Huh. otherwise you can a, a a person who's handling retention for a big e-commerce would be spending 10 the 15 vouchers 20 crores on vouchers yeah. easily right i don't know if that appears in their reporting structures yeah. yet so then you can also brag about ki yeah. mera budget bhi 10 crore ka hai mm-hmm. right but you don't brag about it because there's no external validation per se and you don't say it because yet. and you see you also don't say it because that also kind of gives away the scale that your company is at yeah so a com- computer sense. can very easily guess ki chal yaar this is your ballpark if you're spending this much in bonuses so i think but but again then you are driven purely by external validation i mean it helps matters not that it has to be the sole driver it yeah 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 so then uh, again uh, i personally feel the moment of a person who has one two years experience starts seeing their peers in retention getting one a lot of value monetarily second a lot of value from the industry automatically the switch will start happening mm. if the see i think it's just one probably one year from now or six months from now where if the ceo starts calling the retention team as frequently as the acquisition team automatically <laughs> the switch changes kiya yeah. are bhai isko to zyada visibility mil rahi hai to what are they doing that i am not doing and automatically it becomes it it it's a function of what's more valued in your company right now which is ecosystem uh, evolution as well because most of the growth hackers that happened in the US market in the western uh, whole play was all of these product led growth companies which are doing all yeah. of these experiments every day in and out to make sure that people who are coming in are converting better and they're repeating better and engaging better yes. so I still love some of the notifications that come from places like Cora right they do such a fabulous job of integrating all mm. the data that you've engaged with putting it together in a standard draft email and a single digest as what they call yes, it yes, yes. and every time you get an email from them the subject line changes based on the kind of questions you've engaged with before yeah, yeah. so very cool stuff so well yeah very interesting stuff around the whole state of the ecosystem and how obsessively you've looked at data and how uh, that has become pretty much a culture and practice in the company i'd love to now get to some stories and examples of how retention has matured in your play so i would imagine that uh, when some sources of acquisition give you customers they don't repeat or they don't come back as well as the others so mm-hmm. you might be doing something else you know so we could run us through some of these stories of uh, what kind of intervention do you make from an automation personalization segmentation point of view that would be very interesting so let's say from a source level mm-hmm. um, if there is a source which is refer a friend now to refer a friend are you sending the same onboarding journey push notification sms as an organic customer sure uh so what we realize is that i need to start sending more things around not typically what your friend is doing but what others in the rf refer a friend panel are doing okay that helps in getting more notification that helps in getting more clicks that helps in getting more conversions hmm. uh from onboarding so i think uh, and it is on us as marketers is that push notification is now i would not say dead because there will be a very controversial statement but is it is it as good as dead because you get 30 notifications a day which is our fault uh so then now you need to figure out a way to intervene when the customer is about to churn hmm. because there is no there is very minimal chance of the customer coming back okay so now what we've started doing is how do we figure out that so one example is the churn prediction model is that if the customer is about to churn 
then can you intervene within the product at that time for mm. the customer to not close the app earlier what used to happen if you remember when someone used to go to the cross button on the web you would have a you would have an exit intent you would have a dialog box yeah. saying a promotion etc now can you obviously not you don't have a click you don't have a cross button in the app the user can just close the app so how do you figure out one day before or two days before the customer is about to join can you send them more personalized relevant content on the app in itself during the session yes okay. so that the person does not churn in the first place hmm. i think uh, reactivating dormant customers is very hard. one very hard to very expensive so prevent rather than just prevent rather than hmm. rather than uh, better be safe than sorry <laughs> sure so uh, i think but this uh, would need a lot of sophistication in terms of the modeling and churn prediction itself and then there are variations on how to prevent this guy to churn uh, from churning vis-a-vis -vis this guy from churning yeah, yeah. So, so then you have to see for someone who does not have a sophisticated so i'll tell you how our model also evolved is that now we have a data science team who mm. can tell you that okay this is with this probability this person is going to churn and you mm. do this but when we didn't have a data science team you could always look at five physics major key indicators to say ki agar ye hoga iski life mein so for example if someone started out with 1000 rupees today and is now at 10 rupees and has has just lost seven games straight oh that person will not play hard if someone has if someone is a new customer as has played five games lost 4 1 lost 1 you know which one will retain right so then you have to ensure kr you don't over spam the person who's won four games and you don't over spam or if you over spam uh, over spam the customer who's lost four games then what do you do so mm. then what we did was kr acha there is no point in sending a bonus code to someone who's lost four games wo kya karega you like that person will feel you're still fleecing him or her out of money so we created something called a rummy score so we went there's a series of 15 20 four minute videos with annu kapoor annu kapoor is a very avid rummy player sure uh, so he put in a lot of love and effort into it where then what we started saying was okay if you've lost some games here is a video of rummy score which will help you to play better hmm. so there is no point saying ki yaar get 100% off on your next transaction because the customer will not make the next transaction hmm. so how can you have more how to videos how can you so we started making people realize learn how to play rummy but sorry so this is the guy who came in lost four games maybe and yeah, then and then uh, you intervene in the within the product yeah you intervene with again the moment he has lost four games he'll say yeah hey, and yeah, yeah. will teach so you now, rummy so now so then we experimented saying that okay if he's lost two games first two games what is there so what is the correlation between the games lost on day 1 to d7 d30 d90 mm. retention Oh, once so you, you understand the a... final number mm. that is where so once you now understood okay this is my data then what do you do with segmentation then what do you do with content sure so we realized ki hum segment bhi acha kar rahe and we are obviously doing a good work at correlating this with long term retention but then our intervention is wrong mm. so now let's correct the intervention that then During was an exercise with the brand team possession. got this etc etc no so intervention i mean from not the time of intervention but purely from the content okay. that you sent sure So then we created this Rummy School hmm. to say कि अच्छा ये करो ये करो ये करो। But if I were to zoom into the biggest problem you had to solve in this whole retention play, you know, in in traditional businesses, it's the first transaction or the second transaction kind of window yeah, in some sense. Yeah. In your case, it might have to do with activation as part one of the yeah. topic, and then the moment I've loaded money now, what happens? If I've loaded money, I'm going to play any which ways. 
नॉट एवरी वन प्लेस सो नाउ देर वुड बी के पी आई एस विच आर गेटिंग ट्रैक की अच्छा हाउ मेनी पीपल आर लोडिंग मनी बट नॉट नहीं हाउ मेनी पीपल आर प्लेंग five games and not playing how many people are playing game on day 1 but not playing a game on day 7 so what are the biggest let's say delta points in your scenario that you found which have the biggest impact on the overall business which is people losing S- simple people losing games people losing games streak. is the biggest is is the biggest factor of people not coming winning, back hmm. right because eventually you want to win in any game that you play so even if you lose candy crush 10 times hmm. you will not play hmm. irrespective of how good the app is So you have to just make it hard enough for them to enjoy it, but which but is what a, Candy Crush did, it's right? It's a real money people to people game. Some people yeah, will lose. Yeah. That's so see, Candy Crush can hack do changes in their yeah. algo. We cannot do that. Exactly. So you're relying on. So then, can you match people properly? Hmm. Right? Can you have sophistication around your game match oh, algorithms? So are you saying that I would definitely lose with these three people? But if you put me in front of this guy, I likely win. So hmm. I'm better off. No. So we that? cannot even do that. You can't. What we can. See, because you're playing your first game, yeah. I have no way of you don't predicting know how your behavior. Mm. So then I have to rely on a model which says that अच्छा यार ये बंदा शायद ये तीन चार क्लिक करता है etc. And that is how you realize the skill level of. But mm. again, if you don't have any data, then you have to match people who come on the same day with each other. Awesome. मतलब there could be a whole lot of hacking in some sense, but I don't know to what level. But we cannot be. do that, right? Eventually, if we have to. maintain impartiality and randomness right. in the game we cannot do anything to influence your outcome hmm right so but that's the stance you taking that you want to remain impartial because candy no, no, we and... have to right because we are a real money game so for me huh. to not do anything which is out which is not in the law or illegal or morally not correct hmm. i cannot because then you lose the trust of the customer yeah. so you have to be completely impartial only when you start seeing ki yaar acha now this is the behavior of the customer is when you start doing these interventions ki yaar see play don't play so like we also encourage people to not to play so if you watched a tv series for 8 hours you don't get a notification ki bhai yeah, mat dekh aur so ja hmm. kal office jana hai hmm. but we then also do this within the pro- so for example yeah this could be a good example to avoid churn if now you played for 4 hours 8 hours you are obviously playing with real money so you're mm-hmm. losing you're winning etc so we would proactively intervene within the product to say you played for xyz hours we advise you to not to play today mm-hmm. or we advise you to not to play for the next 7 days mm-hmm. we have also given customers the flexibility of choosing their deposit limits ki acha If you don't have control over your impulsive behavior, then here is an here is a feature within the app where you say you will not let me deposit more than one thousand mm. rupees. So that's a way so trust building of in yeah yeah. So that's a way of now retaining the customer for five years mm. rather than letting them spend all they can and then losing them in two years or so one year. Short term versus long term thinking. Maybe you're choosing the long term path of building the long term trust yes, in the yes, relationship, yes, so to speak. Yes, yes. So that's one. But again, all of this just helps in retention, right? Yeah, but that's also at a philosophical level a mature way of looking at life because you're letting go of the short-term spike you might have gotten in deposits by capping it out. Yeah, yeah, but then eventually, if you look at from a D30 D90 level, yeah. things work out. Hmm. Then uh, more from a communication standpoint, as I said, you you segmented people, but then what is the tone of communication that you have? That hmm. is very important. Hmm. Not everyone can send cool notifications. So what we realize is that. the you have to send notifications which are which have like grade 5 english 
level which are at a very basic level that everyone understands because our players are 45 50 year old our players are 18 year old 21 year old mm. so your language has to be universal in a way it cannot be very niche mm. that is what we realize after multiple levels of experimentation which is when got kind of stuff can't go to people yeah 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 so you have to be very basic in what you say you have to be very i think what we've realized when it comes to communication level intervention is that the easier you keep your creative and you don't have metaphors similes etc in it the easier uh, you are able to communicate what you want to as a brand hmm. that is what works for us no, but help me understand this something Bharat. Uh, in terms of the content of the communication now at food panda we see a lot of value in heavily personalizing it right yes. so I know your neighborhood, I know that your preferred cuisine, I know the top six restaurants in that area. I'll probably yeah. use the name of that restaurant in the message content itself. Yeah, yeah. So the creative part of the copy was like, you know, the opening mm -hmm. letter and the closing yeah. word probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. But what you seem to be describing is the entire message, maybe a push notification, maybe a WhatsApp or an SMS is a piece of copy somebody's written with some segment in mind. Yes. But is there a meaningful play with personalization or do you think that's not as central to your communication play yet? So our so what happens is that if the personalization could be the kind of game that you are playing sure. within Rummy. So within Rummy, mm. there are game variants, mm. there are tournaments, there could be free tournaments, there could be cash tournaments. So that is the level of person. Then that is what comes in when it comes to personalization mm. is that then I send you a notification not for a variant that you are playing. I send mm. you a notification for the tournament that you are entering and how how are some ways to win this tournament or how are some ways to do better in this tournament? So the approach to this would be in, in one way you create X number of segments and for yes. each segment you create a certain copy which goes out and yes. which might have a couple of variables here and there. Yes. And the other approach is where you actually take a slightly largish kind of segment and your entire content plays a bunch of variables coming so, together. So then again the the thing around then what, it hap what happens is then you have a push notification gets, goes to the entire base or to 70-80% of the base, which is deposit code of the day or bonus yeah. of the day, promotion of the day. And then you have these other notifications that are more user triggered, hmm. Hmm. which is a funnel drop, which is you've clicked on some button in the app, which is an event for me. Sure. So then I send you something regarding that. And that so, content would have the context of what you've clicked and all of yes. that. And that's so what the variables get involved. The goal for us as a company would be, how do I reduce my dependence on the one bonus code promotion whatever of the mm. day mm. how does that become 20-30% of my overall promotions and how does this automation become 70-80% of my sure. overall promotions so automation is by design somewhat personalized it then automatically becomes personalized it way, right? that. because mm. then the user is doing something to get that notification and not me figuring out that this is my calendar of the month and then I have to send this Fair enough. So, in fact, uh, I mean, um, something pretty similar we tried to do in the fashion ecosystem where you had a whole bunch of algorithm-driven mm -hmm. uh, communications going out. In yeah. fact, Netflix even today does everything algorithm-driven. Yes. Whatever new releases have to happen, yes. they don't have like a calendar that, okay, everybody mm. would get everything. Every yeah, day. yeah. You would so only get it if you've seen that season. That season, that series, some sort yeah, of a yeah. some genre. preference yeah, towards yeah, yeah. that, right? So, I would imagine the algorithm-driven world ends up being the sophisticated answer to it. In your case, you're saying that there is, let's say, X percentage which is algo-driven and there is Y percentage which is the calendar-driven approach. Yes. And you're very clear that you want to keep moving away from the calendar-driven approach as a share of your communication. Yes. And yes. that's where you're headed. Yeah, because a, then automatically it gives you, one, it gives you more conversions, it gives you more CTRs purely from a number standpoint. Mm. From a user delight standpoint, it, they also know that which means they care about me. Really? How do you say that? Like, because one, we've anecdotally, I've, 
we mm. talk to people and they mm. said yeah acha when you are when i've lost a tournament you sent me something mm. like this which helped me you know what's ironic for me is while of course it's the same companies we all talk about the food leaders in the ecosystem all that they do is basically very witty copies and yes. they get pretty so no one good, has done what we did at food panda which is what amazes me that is the number driven impact not obvious enough for them to be considering this in your case you're saying it's you've seen the delta in conversion trends right yes because it is it's also very logical right it is something that i, I am telling so you too but doesn't seem like it's common knowledge yeah i am telling you that i want to buy a shoe hmm. i don't want to buy a shirt so besides you want a shirt i want a jacket why would both Haan. of us just get the same message yeah 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 but i think everyone it's i i think everyone goes through that journey of figuring out what works and what does not because essentially all of us love defining 15 attributes to one customer hmm ki i like a blue shirt which is from x brand which is in this price range which is which goes well with a uh, black jeans which would be on which you will wear on this occasion and 10 other things right but that's with the question of segmentation fragment 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 right if you were to put all those 6 7 variables we just yeah. spoke about i'd probably be left with i don't know how many segments right because every time you break it into two yeah you're adding level yeah, of complexity yeah, yeah. in terms of content so which is why you need to constantly measure so we also every quarter we look at our automated journeys also mm. are the automated journeys adding more noise sure or are they adding business value and this would be via testing control this would be via test and control and you also start seeing right ki hmm. journey start hua tha 2% hmm. ctr se hmm. and it's now at 0.2% ctr sure. so then are you incrementally driving more business hmm. or are you pissing the customer off yeah so as so long as you have a threshold where below the ctr you'd kind of switch things off yeah 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 so as long as you don't as see for an automated journey if you're not getting 1% ctr so there is no point might as well switch it off yeah yeah because it's automated it's personalized yeah. relevant etc etc usme bhi aapko 1% ctr nahi aa raha so there is no point mm-hmm. right because if you spend if you send some random notification you still end up getting 0.3 0.4 0.5% ctr so it has to generate some real impact so so again we've we've done that now we have a very good cadence around saying ki yaar even automated journeys need to be relooked at every sure. quarter it cannot be ki sabko sab aa raha hai because we are we are also the user Yeah, so you get all so that. You will also get. You open the app to test or to see what's happening, and you'll start getting five notifications, five in-app messages. So, I game cup kilunga yar. If five in-app messages yep. aate so it's again you you just have to keep on measuring data. That's why I said it is just a lot of grunt work that you so end from, up doing. Fair, absolutely. So, from your evolution perspective, you will ideally want. only as many messages as are relevant for the users you will strip away yeah, yeah, yeah. that's not helpful so now we are also saying that we will also not send you user triggered messages hmm. because now because we have so many journeys you are also getting seven too many of them notifications and so should i send seven or not hmm. yes so how do i develop cadence hmm. how do i develop prioritization etc and that is a very very time consuming f like full of 100% effort 200% effort yeah, type imagine. of process where where you just doing this then for a week You know, so some sense in the e-commerce ecosystem, we've seen this whole I don't know prioritization framework where uh, something that you did 30 minutes ago is a lot more relevant as a trigger yes. to something you did three days ago, which means I will first send this, and whoever's covered in this will not get the next bunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'll do the the second message, which is let's say about a wish list, mm-hmm. and then I'll not he'll not get anything else. So in that pecking order, you do a bunch yeah, of yeah, messages, yeah. 
once everyone is covered or whoever can be covered is covered the rest of the bunch would get that calendared message yeah. because i don't have something for yeah. it yeah so you have a channel preference you have a time preference sure. you have a day preference you have a game preference this that etc that could help that could be a good framework to help you mm. start reducing but cadence management is something that you kind of are dealing yeah, yeah, with yeah. right now the yes, question yes, to solve yes. for yes and it's still push notifications which means the cost doesn't hurt you as much for those who are doing which sms bad, and emails right? which is which is the which is, why which you're is like the root cause of this evil is because people like webengage clevertap etc charge on a dau basis yeah, the moment you start charging on a cost percent basis you will automatically see everyone But calling I mean, to this the reason we will send all these push notifications not that many sms is because it's free right exactly. so in some sense people so you know the, the choice will always be between people who spam or do blast messaging mm-hmm. also get that 0.3% right and if you take it away from them yeah. then they start wondering that okay how do i deliver roi because not everyone's going to switch to the level of automation and sophistication that they're doing no so it's also i think uh, around kr as a as a crm head as a marketing head sometimes it's also very difficult to keep a track on how many journeys are there on a panel mm-hmm. sure so someone junior in the platform has an idea today and who will that chal yaar mai shuru kar deta hu aaj but if you if you're not keeping a check every month which is very difficult mm. to do care every month you figure out acha these are the journeys that are going in a panel mm. you also start losing track of what's happening sure. within the so panel so i would imagine the most sophisticated of our bunch have a few hundred journeys going on but i mean yes. cadence control is something we at least conceptually try to solve i yeah. won't know if it's a perfect answer or not yeah. but uh prioritization taking orders that this is what gets priority and then if yeah, this yeah, is done yeah. then don't send the second one kind exactly. of stuff right and then there's throttling that you might have a gap of at least a couple of hours in between exactly, messages exactly. and all that so these are things that you can to do to some extent this has been prioritized and sorted i won't say it's perfect because it's a function of how people at the end of the day deal with yeah, these as well yeah. right this was you one of us find... from webengage in 2016 okay so i'm not sure what when it 18, was released 18, but yeah, it 18, is yeah, up there i know now. it is i know it yeah, is now yeah interesting good i think very interesting conversation bharat i think we could go on and on for this and yeah. i'm going to catch you offline and we'll do more conversations on the subject but this is being extremely interesting thank you so much for giving us the time so well thank you so much for joining in with the conversation with bharat from jungle games uh, to me it's an extremely exciting learning conversation and i have a few interesting takeaways you know the amount of obsession they demonstrate with numbers and dashboards and alerts it's quite crazy it's beginning to make the gaming industry look boring and turns out it's actually a lot of hard work to make the kind of money they make from people one of the things that i found fairly fascinating was the ability to remove bias uh, from some of these experiments by actually introducing a third bi team which is a more neutral kind of team wherein the guy who's designed the test is not the same guy who's assessing the outcome from the test which makes the testing a little more scientific and in and and fair in my impression the other thing i found fairly fascinating was the number of uh, multiple ab tests that they're doing while trying to keep the paths fairly distinct and in, uh, intact because it's fairly uh, complicated or probably messy otherwise to end up having intersecting paths and not having clear ab test outcomes so it's a great learning you know within this whole ab testing ecosystem they don't just associate primary kpis they also look at secondary and tertiary kpis and if you're solving for a business problem then you can't just optimize for one uh, metric in the play while ignoring the others so it's all great learnings i think uh, there's a lot of inspiration to draw for pretty much all businesses to be that data obsessed like gaming is and yeah i hope that helps matters thanks for tuning in i hope you had a good time listening and i hope some of these things are actionable for you tomorrow all the best